1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Well, it is 8.05, and you know, we've been talking about outpourings of the Spirit, revivals, and what it even means to have a revival in our own lives. And as some of you have been talking about even things that are happening in your churches, well, we're going to dive into a conversation with Pastor Chad Harris. He leads the crossing here in Chattanooga. And if you're unfamiliar with that church, it's the church with the three crosses right off 75 uh, when you're um, going past Hamilton Place. And... Uh, we have a prayer room there open to the church members, but also to the public. And so we're going to talk about that and uh, just the significance of that in this season leading up to Easter. Good morning to you, Pastor Chad. Good morning, Tom and Toby. Thanks for having me this morning. Hey, it's good to have you with us, Chad. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to grill you, just so you know, about <laughs> just questions about what's going on. What what kind of like stirred in your heart? If I could just start with that question about opening a prayer room during the Lenten season. Well, yeah, you know, Lent is a season of repentance and really a season of return. It's where we turn away from uh, certain things and we t return to God. And I really feel like there is a great returning happening right now. Um, and not just the world coming to God, but I feel like the church is returning to the things of God. Uh, and really uh, the thing that I feel is coming is prayer. We are rediscovering the importance and the power of corporate prayer. Now we've always encouraged quiet time, you know, in the mornings, we've always encouraged people to pray. But the corporate prayer meeting, I believe, is coming back and will be, again, maybe the most important meeting the church has all week. Wow, I okay. love that. Yeah. You know, there are people that I've met who are Christians who say, I don't pray in public. Uh, no, I was just personal. I just don't feel comfortable. But there is something beautiful about praying with other people. One, you learn how to pray. You learn different ways to pray. Um, God shows up in a different way in the in the gathering of his people. And um, we see uh, one person even reported she, she was in a prayer meeting with some ladies and just in a church here in the area, and she witnessed a miracle for the first time in her life. And mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. Yes, God can do that in your private time, but it seems to happen more when we come together. And uh, Chad, why do you think it has been that we have become so isolated isolated in our Christianity? Well, I think maybe we have been guilty of making um, our relationship with Jesus private. And I want to say this, our relationship with Jesus is personal, but it was never meant to be private. 
it was meant to be lived out with other brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you read the scriptures, if you read Acts, I've heard it said that Acts is really just commentary on what happens between corporate prayer meetings. And go back and read the book of Acts. And it's like the church got together and they prayed. Boom, a miracle happened. The church got together and they prayed. 3,000 people are saved. And so um, you're so right. And you said it, Toby. You learn how to pray in corporate settings. Prayer is a learned language. Mm. Jesus said, when you pray, say. He was teaching the disciples how to pray. And, uh, and sometimes you just pick up on things and you catch things in corporate prayer meetings. Um, mm. and, and God, he moves in a special way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that. It's, it's kind of the iron sharpening iron at the exact same time as we're coming together and truly lifting up the name of Jesus in prayer. We have no problem going to like a concert and singing really loud mm. with a bunch of different people, but coming together and actually laying on our face before the Lord saying, God, we need an outpouring here in the Tennessee Valley. Started in me. And then you have somebody standing right next to you saying, yeah, started in me. And then it catches fire. Yeah. There's power in prayer. And I think we've missed that. Yes, it is. I think hunger is contagious. Mm. And uh, I, I think when when one person uh, gets a fire lit in their soul for the things of God, that it just naturally spreads like fire does. So. <laughs> mm. so, so, Chad, we're talking with Chad Harris, pastor of the Crossing Church here in Chattanooga. And we're talking about a prayer room that's happening every Wednesday from 11 to 1. Chad, give us a little bit of a picture how does this prayer room work? Okay, I just want to say it is incredibly simple. There is, uh, it is beautifully simple. Uh, it's from 11 to 1, and anybody can come at any time. It's designed where you can drop in at any time and leave at any time. Um, and we, we have prompts to help you pray. Uh, so this uh, yesterday, we did the Lord's Prayer. So we just had a prompt that would lead you through the Lord's Prayer. You can take as long as you like or as short as you like. And there are moments where we pray um, in harmony all together on a, over a certain point. And then there's moments where people, you can just hear the sound of people praying. Uh, and it's the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. It's just the sound of a room of people praying and, and crying out to the Lord. So. Uh, it's designed for all ages. Yesterday, the coolest thing for me was I saw a man that was in his 90s praying. And then I saw a kid who was nine years old in the altar praying. And so just to see the generations seeking God together, it really touched my heart yesterday. We're speaking with Pastor Chad Harris of the Crossing Church. Talk about prayer as we're heading towards Resurrection Sunday. And uh, Chad, it's good to have you with us on Mornings with Tom and Tobby. So glad to be here, Tom and Tommy. Well, Chad, as you are sharing with us about uh, the prayer room, and of course, um, everyone you're, you're saying is invited to come out from 11 to 1 on Wednesdays. But as a pastor, we know God has laid some things on your heart, things that uh, maybe um, you're just hoping to see or you want to see God move in in the Tennessee Valley. Can you share some of the things that God is, is, is sharing with you? Uh, yes, and I believe we're already starting to see it. And I think what God is doing in the Tennessee Valley is he is bringing churches together. He is uh, opening our eyes to realize that uh, we're all on the same team 
and that the problems that we are facing in the city are too big for one church. What God wants to do here in Chattanooga is too big for one church. And so even back in January, uh, I don't know if you guys knew it, but there were 19 different churches during the month of January who came together and prayed every Wednesday night in the month of January. And it was one of the most refreshing and powerful things I have ever been a part of to see all the churches come together and pray. And I think it's just the beginning. It's it's fixing to multiply in our city, I believe. Okay, you're hearing the voice of Chad Harris kind of talking about what's going on, the stirrings that are happening here in the Tennessee Valley that kind of began early this year. And uh, I've heard about those gatherings, Chad, as you were praying together with different church leaders and different churches coming together to pray. And there's power when we do this corporately. And I was just wondering, could you kind of talk about that, just the way that God releases his power when we come together as the body of Christ? Well, I mean, it's that's what he promised, right? When two or three gather in his name, he is in our midst. And uh, But the key is you're gathering in the name of Jesus. And uh, I, I'm very thankful uh, for all the tools that the church has, right? We have social media tools. We have great facilities. We have great programs for all ages. We have great singing. We have great preaching. Uh, but at the end of the day, Uh, Jesus told us the work that we're doing is a spiritual work. Uh, He said no one can be born again unless they're born from above. And, you know, the flesh can only produce the flesh, but the spirit is what brings life. And so if this is a spiritual work we are doing, we need the help of the spirit to do the work. And we access the Holy Spirit through prayer. Uh, And it's only, I believe, we're only going to see kingdom results that last, that are birthed through prayer. Mm, And I love that. And coming together, tearing down some of our dividing walls and saying we are the body of Christ and the kingdom of God together. And I know that you've been involved with the House of Prayer, Chattanooga House of Prayer, which also brings churches together. And we've uh, been talking with kingdom partners Mm -hmm. as well that brings churches and ministries together to do the work of the kingdom. And I'm excited. And it's a time when we need hope, right, Chad? Uh, People have felt really hopeless in our world, uh, young people feeling anxious and depressed, older people wondering what's going to happen next. How can the church bring hope? Um, yeah, I, I think we have been in a hopeless place for a long time, but I believe that hope is coming back to the church. And uh, I believe hope is coming to the church because we are a people that focus on, uh, we're eschatological. That just means we're end times people. What that means is our hope is not in this world right here, but our hope is in the world that is in the age to come. But we can actually already taste of the age to come now because of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, if we can get people in prayer, if we can get them in the word, we can have them tasting of the things to come and it will bring them hope now for the things that they're facing and give them a forward facing, a future outlook that the best and the greatest days are yet to come because uh, Jesus is coming back and we're in Christ. 
Yeah, that is such good news, Chad, because I have a feeling, and this is just in in my own life and some of the people that I talk to, we have such a fixation on the dark and the darkness that's going on right now instead of the ray of hope that shines as the Lord Jesus Christ starts moving. Because even though it looks dark, God is still moving in the background and responding to the prayers of his people. And and so how can we cling to that hope? What is the... if if we could boil it down to one thing we can take with us today, Chad, how can we stay focused on that hope? Well, you can just know that God has a plan always. Before we ever had a problem, God had a plan. Jesus is the lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world. Mm. That means before we were ever lost in Adam, we were already found in Christ. And so God has a plan long before we had a problem, and it looks dark. It looks like culture is going a certain way. But actually, if you go back and study revivals, we are ripe for a great move of God to sweep through. Because what's being exposed is that secularism doesn't work. You can't do life without God. And I believe people are going to be hungry and waking up to the things of God, even though it's dark.